The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. Um, I'm Coach Larry. Matt Keough is with me um, from his home, his uh, his home over there. He's doing the remote remote interview. Yeah, this is uh, not only has been I mean, this has been the first recording. We haven't recorded any interview or any uh, episode in two or three weeks. It's been a while. It's been a busy, busy September, busy October. Um, yeah. Just busy everything. Um, which is all right. but Which is fun. Busy is good. Busy is definitely yeah, yeah. good. A um, lot of, lot of positive, a lot of uh, good busy stuff. So Matt, uh, <laughs> this is your first episode too, and probably a, a month, a maybe yeah. even two. Yeah. I mean, it's been, uh, I'm trying to think of the last one we did together. I don't know. Um, Cause I did one with Matt. You did one with Matt because I had something pop up last minute. I kind of uh, right. just texted you and Matt, but like, uh, can you guys do it by yourself? Yeah. Um, then I did a one. few, I did a few with Megan in between. Um, I did one with you, but you were on an interview for a little bit. <laughs> I remember that one. That yeah, was... So I was basically free balling it. That was, in fact, I think that might have been the last one we did together. And that was, yeah. um, that was, I think, r- like real early in the soccer season. So that had to have been like first week of September, somewhere around there. Okay. So speaking Dang. of the soccer season, I'm bragging uh, Niagara Wheatfield girls, NFL champions. Uh, I got tired of the Bills w- waiting for them to win a damn NFL title. So uh, I decided to win one on my own. But, um, <laughs> I dude, I it was, I couldn't have been happier. And it's one of those games. It was a two-one game. It was a great game against Luport. Um, one of those games, we came out in the first half and we scored two goals. Um, went in a halftime up with a two-goal lead, which I hate having a two-goal lead. Uh, they scored with about twenty-three minutes, I think, left on the clock to make it two to one, and. Um, that last 23 minutes was took like it felt like it took 23 years to finish. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, how you get to a game. It's just every like every 30 seconds you're looking at the clock. Wait, how much time's left? Wait, how much time's left? But it was it was a nail biter for sure. Um, and in fact, I think there was about 25, 30, 25 seconds left, something in the game. And of course, uh, Luport gets a free kick probably about two yards outside the 18. Um, one of those where we set up a wall and thank goodness the girl just put it over the net. And the second that ball went over the net, it's just like, okay, it's over. Yeah. I mean, at that point, my goaltender, by the time she got the ball, she put it down. I was yelling from the sideline, just kick it out of bounds, kick it out of bounds, kick it out of bounds. I don't care where it goes. And that's <laughs> all she did. She kicked it out of bounds and the clock ticked down, but it was, it was great. Um, I was excited. I, I'm not going to lie. I did the sprint to the goaltender. Like I made the sprint with the rest of the team. 
of course, I got there probably five, 10 seconds after everybody else did because, you know, I'm old and I'm sporting <laughs> old man beard here today. Yeah. But uh, no, it, it was it was fun. It was awesome. The girls uh, deserved it. And sectionals actually today, later today, we'll find out because uh, we get to buy into the quarters. So today starts the pre quarters. So we'll play the winner of West Seneca West versus Frontier. So we'll play them at home on the quarterfinals on Thursday. And if all goes according, since we finished at the top seed, if all goes according, like top seed wins all, it will be us versus Clarence in the final. Are you serious? It'll Clarence is the number two seed. We're the number one seed. Neutral Um, site, right? It would be neutral site game. It would be at Sweet Home. So uh, okay. we host the, the top seeds host the quarterfinal games. So yeah. we're we're hosting the winner of that West Seneca West Frontier game on Thursday at uh, Niagara Wheatfield High School. I okay. think Clar- Clarence is set to play the winner of Ken West and Hamburg. Um, so they'll oh, play that okay. winner of them. Um, they'll host their game, obviously. Then if we or when we win. We will go to Williamsville South for the semifinals and we will play the winner of Lockport versus Will North. And then um, Clarence more, Clarence I think is more than likely going to, looks like they're going to play Will East uh, more than likely. And then it should be, like I said, it'll be um, hopefully everything goes according. It'll be us versus Clarence in the sectional finals at Sweet Home. And that would be, uh, Saturday, the 28th, 27th, 28th. Oh, so last week in October. Yep. And, uh, right. I'm, I'm excited for it. And then after that, hopefully it's, uh, you know, far West regionals, all that stuff. Jeez, my gosh. So you could really go on a tear with this team. I'm telling you, it's fun. Usually by now I'm like, all right, sectionals, woohoo. Let's just keep it respectable. But, right. uh, this year, I mean, we're, we're awesome. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. I've got, all right. I'm going to, I'll ask you a question here. I've got a lot of, you know, you got 11 starters or whatever on yep. a team. How many do you think I'm losing next year out of an 11 team starter? How many would uh, you maybe think like you're losing? Three or four. I am losing one senior, one senior defender who is wow. a very good senior defender. Very good defender. She plays outside back, uh, Cam Meisner, but I am losing one. I will have basically my entire starting lineup, um, including my goaltender, back nice. next year. Um, so I'm excited. I'm so you're excited. like the Mike McDaniels, and they're your Dolphins technically right now. Oh, absolutely. Except but I although, hate Mike I'll, McDaniels. Although I don't look like, I don't look like a, a douchebag uh, um, frat guy. Right, which is better. <laughs> which is better. Which is better. <laughs> well, good. Um, that's but no, I'm loving life, dude. Uh speaking of, I mean, you mentioned the Dolphins. Speaking of football, I gotta admit, I gotta admit, and everybody's I I watched maybe I don't know, two drives of the Bills game. And it wasn't even it wasn't even one of those like you know, rage quits, like, screw this. I can't even want, it's so ugly. I just, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just, for whatever reason, even before the game started, I just, I think this is the first game I didn't watch in, in entirety. I mean, I just had zero interest 
in this game. Like, it's not like, it's not like I turned it off at halftime or turned it like I just, I was just like kind of, all right, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to bed. Like yeah. I just, I just had zero. And apparently, and everybody even said, I, I, I picked a good game to really not watch because apparently it was ugly. It was. It was like you didn't care, and it seems like our offense didn't care because that game was atrocious. Yeah. Atrocious. And the thing that that you know later on pissed me off. It's, I mean, it was arguably the one of the worst teams in the league. But not only that, it was arguably the worst team in the league, second and third stringers. I mean, mm-hmm. their offensive line was beat up. They had their backup quarterback in. I think they had a couple of backup receivers. Their secondary was banged up. Their defensive line, like, I don't think, I mean, I think they were missing one or two of their starters. So, I mean, at that point, you're talking like you're, you basically played the Giants preseason team. Right. And we still struggled. Yeah, Josh. Josh Allen is is really having a tough tough time right now, and got to the point where this this week in fantasy, I'm debating if I should start Jared Goff. <laughs> yeah, and I saw you, and we were playing against fantasy um, this week, and yeah. you you beat me. I'll admit you beat me, but I'm kind of looking. I'm on a five game win streak, by the way. <laughs> I started off two and zero, oh, and I think now I've lost the last three. Like I am, I'm slipping very quickly, or lost the last four. Or maybe I'm, I'm I'm slipping out of contention here very quickly. Well, if you want but, to make uh, a trade, let me know. <clears throat> I you know I need some running backs. I, I could I I've got some receivers I could give up. Okay, but yeah, no, like seriously, for some reason, our, as you know, as everybody knows, I hate Ken Dorsey as a play caller. I think his calling is awful, and the past two games have shown it. And it's, it's funny just, because I mean, after that Miami game. I was like, yes, finally, like mm-hmm. there, everything looked smooth. The plays when they got in looked great. The design looked great. They were creative. They were explosive. They were getting the ball down and they were effective. I mean, obviously, yeah. but I'm like, all right, this is let's go. And then London came Oh my gosh. and London was, I mean, what did I tell you what happened when we went to London? My Vicky, uh, Vicky and Sarah and I went. We so we left Friday right after school. Um, I gave the girls the day off of practice. Well, first of all, our NFL, our uh, we had a game against Lockport uh, that Thursday before before yeah. we left before the games, and they were uh, they were a game behind us. We won the first game. If Lockport had beaten us that game, we would have had to have uh, we would have had to have a a tiebreaker game to see who goes to the NFL finals. That tiebreaker game would have been Saturday. So, (laughs) so I'm sitting there panicking. I had it set up with the guys coach. I was like, listen, if, if Lockport beats us, um, you know, could you fill in? He did. So, but anyways, we won that game. Didn't matter, but it was another nail biter game. I think it was three to two. Um, So it was a nail biter game. But anyways, we we flew from Buffalo to Detroit and then we were supposed to fly from Detroit to London. So we get into Detroit and, of course, flights delayed an hour, flights delayed two hours, uh, come back tomorrow. So we got stuck for 24 hours in Detroit. 
we were supposed to get into originally, we were supposed to get into London at 10 a.m. on Saturday. Right. We didn't we didn't get into London until 8 a.m. Sunday morning. Oh, wow. So we literally now the game didn't start until 2.30 London time. So by the time we got in, by the time we, you know, their transit system, you know, with the subways and everything is awesome. It it took us from the airport to the train and everything. It probably took us a good hour, maybe a little bit more to get to uh, the hotel. We got to the hotel, I think, by like 10, um, 10, 15, dropped everything off, you know, got a chance to shower a little bit. And then pretty much tunnel system went to the game. We got to the, in hindsight, we probably got there a little early. I think we got there like at around 11, 30, 12. And it okay. was, it was weird. There were a lot of bars there, a lot of pubs, but there was, you know, usually at a Bills game, you have the tailgates or yeah. you have stuff, you know, there's, there's interactive stuff outside sometimes in the arena that, you know, there and whatever people there, there were people there, but I thought there'd be like, you know, Oh, we got to go see this. We got to go see this. We got to go see this. Yeah, there was. Yeah. And honestly, we probably we probably could have had like maybe an hour nap, hour and a half nap, and then gone. But the the stadium itself, I thought was, I mean, Tottenham Stadium was awesome. Um, yeah. I I really hope they this is the stadium that the Bills do design it afterwards because you go inside, and we were all the way up. I mean, we were all the way up in the five hundred levels, and you could see clear as day. I mean, it was, wow. was not a bad seat in the house and where we were sitting, I don't know if they, if they panned it in, uh, um, on TV, but they have like their jumbotrons are kind of spread out throughout the stadium in the corners. Mm-hmm. We were behind in our section, we were behind one of the jumbotrons. So it was literally, we had a clear shot to the field and could watch the field. But if we wanted to, we could just look up and watch the replays and everything on the TV. Like oh, that's literally nice. like maybe from here, I mean, it, 10 feet up. I mean, it was, it was awesome. It was oh. fantastic. Uh, I loved every minute of it, obviously, except for the game itself. Yeah. Um, but that was another game. Their offense looked up until the oh. fourth quarter looked like absolute garbage. And yep. I, I thought maybe jet lag, you know, why are you leaving on Thursday when Jacksonville was there for a week already um, or two weeks? But I don't know. I mean, when they came back, the it looked it looked almost exactly the same game. Yeah, they don't care. I I I feel like I I've stopped caring about the Buffalo Bills now, and I've only cared about my fantasy team. Like I was watching the game on on Sunday. I was like, I don't even care if the Bills win this game anymore. I just need Josh to throw the ball. Like I, I need. I needed James Cook to go off in my other league, and he got enough to get me by. Oh my gosh! Like it, it looks like they just don't care anymore. Yeah, and I I was talking about this with uh, with Vicky um, the other day. I was like, you know what? I just I don't know. Like before, it was always just get into the playoffs or just have a have a winning record. Then it was yeah. all right, great. We're winning the AFC East. We're making a. Now it's just gotten to the point where if you don't win a Super Bowl, it's a busted season. And I feel like the way they've been playing later lately, and I know there's still a lot of a lot of season left. It's just the way they're they're playing lately. It's just you look at it. This isn't a Super Bowl winning team. Uh -uh. It's, It's just like their defense, I think, is playing lights out for the most part. 
And AJ, AJ Epinesa, holy cow. Like AJ Epinesa is just, I almost think, I mean, at this point, can we, can we trade like one of our other defensive ends? Can we trade Greg Rousseau for a top wide receiver? Can we trade Von Miller for some cap relief and a top wide receiver? I mean, do we really need Von Miller? Do we need four defensive ends? They're all good, but what are you going to play them all? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, our defense. I was never a fan of Tremaine Edmonds, so I'm, I'm glad to see somebody was stepping up. Um, our secondary, though, with our Trey White out, yeah, that was a that was a huge, that was a huge blow. It's so unfortunate. Why right when he was starting to play like his old self too? Oh God, he he looked, he looked amazing. I mean, he had a great start to the season, and yeah. you just and even when you saw him, like he you, you just knew. I mean, and he, I mean, threw the helmet, you know, pounded the turf. Even before it came out, you're like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe it's just, maybe he just sprained it. Maybe just, maybe it was an ankle. Maybe it was something. No, it was, you just, your heart broke for him. And like you said, he was, he was just rounding into form. And and he's, and I was a big fan of Elon when we drafted him, but he's, He's just not it. Oh my God. In that Jacksonville game, he was getting picked on left and right. No yeah. matter who he was guarding, whether it was Kirk or whether it was Ridley. I mean, Jesus Christ. I could have made catches. I mean, they yeah. were wide open. He was he was sometimes five yards off of them. Yeah. He's I mean, it, it wasn't even close. And I feel bad because I I really thought he would be a good player, but yeah. But now I see why he wasn't active, right? And so secondary, we definitely need help, but offensively, we need wide receivers. And tight ends is not what we needed. No, and I don't know why. (laughs) And this goes back to my original point. Um, Okay, Greg Russo, I think he's turning into a fine defensive end, but. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you have liked a first round wide receiver in that draft? Mm-hmm. Even even a second second round wide receiver, but no, we picked Boogie Basham, who's no longer on the team. Yeah. Um, I mean, when we went out and got Von Miller and paid him what 15, 20, whatever million a year, don't you think maybe it would have been better to sign? I mean, I don't know if Hopkins was available at that point, but hang on to that money and and get a top wide receiver for 15, 20 million a year. Um, It just, I don't understand. I get it. You want a strong defense, but they have invested so heavily in a defensive line, a defensive line, even Leonard Floyd, who is off to a fantastic start. But again, I would have rather use that money and maybe entice Hopkins with another two, three million. Maybe it would have gotten him here. Maybe it doesn't, but I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, Cause Diggs, Diggs clearly everybody's picking on Diggs now. Cause he knows we're going to throw to him. Yeah. And he still had 10 catches for a hundred yards. Right. Which is, he's great, but you the know, best, uh, the, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, you know, Gabe Davis isn't it? Dawson Knox definitely isn't being. We're not utilizing tight ends at all. No, and that's another thing. Okay, Kincaid was in the concussion protocol, so he missed last game. But Jesus Christ, use him. 
Yeah. Use him. I mean, yeah. all we heard of, oh, he's a tight end, but he's going to be in the slot. He's going to be lined up in the slot. How many times has he been lined up in the slot? How many times has he been targeted? Uh-huh. I mean, he's on pace for what? 42, 43 catches. Yeah. I mean, and everybody's like, oh, well, that's great for a rookie tight end. I don't give a damn. He's a first round pick. Yeah. Like if you're not going to use him, pick somebody else, trade up, trade up and get, you know, a, a, one of the receivers coming out this year. Yeah. Trade your first round pick for a receiver. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. Do you think that after this year, after this season, depending on how it goes, you think that we're going to be looking for a new offensive coordinator? I think if this season doesn't go well, they might be looking for a new head coach. Do you think they fired McDermott? I mean, I hate to say it. I think he was, he was definitely the right guy to start changing the culture, the right guy to get us into the playoffs. But it's almost like he's peaked. He's hit his ceiling. I mean, think about it. Even going back to the first playoff game, that Jacksonville game that broke the streak. Or sorry, uh, not the first, not the Jacksonville game, the Houston game. You know, they no, made it was some, Jacksonville that Jacksonville the was the first game, which they looked bad, but that was Tyrod. But uh, uh, then, Al- okay, Allen's, yeah. Allen's first um, playoff game against Houston. Yeah. They made some big coaching mistakes in that game, and it cost them. The 13 second game, they made some big mistakes in that game, obviously, at the end, and it cost them. Even that that game privy, uh, the Kansas City game before the 13-second game. They, oh, the AFC Championship game. They played not to lose. They played scared. They played timid. They played just, well, let's not get embarrassed. Um, last year against the Bengals. I don't know what the hell happened. I know everybody's like, oh, this team was, this team was emotionally spent. This team was you know, with everything that happened with the blizzard, with Damar Hamlin, with this very well might be true. Yeah. But I mean, they looked like they did not want to be there. And that's got to fall a bit on the coach. But he's turned the defense around. He is. I, I, I agree. But I've said it before too, whether Dorsey was good or not, you had a phenomenal offense and you hired somebody with zero play calling zero coordinator experience. And I get it. Everybody needs to get experience somewhere. I get it. It was Josh Allen's quarterback coach, but come on. That's like, that's like buying a new driver who turned 16 and just got his license. That's like buying them a $330,000 Ferrari, uh, Lamborghini, <laughs> whatever, and yeah. expect, expecting them not to crash it. Yeah. And and I think Dorsey has crashed it. Yeah, it is just not looking good. Then, like, you know, it's getting to the point where you can sit there and watch it and be like, oh, they're going to run the ball twice here. and <laughs> It's not going to work, but they're going to just keep doing it. And, and even in gonna- London – pissed me off in London and everybody's like you're you're down by two possessions why are you running it yeah like late in the game they ran it why mm-hmm. and don't they get me wrong there was, some, 
there were some awful calls in that game. Oh, but, like penalty wise? Yeah, penalty wise, yeah. everything. I mean, the officials were terrible. There's no reason yeah. why that Poyer roughing the passer or late it, whatever. No reason mm-hmm. why that needed to extend the play, and it ended up leading to a touchdown instead of a punt. Um, yeah, but it was, and it's not all on Dorsey. I'm not here to say, and I don't think you are either, saying the entire offensive woes are on Dorsey. Because let's be honest. Allen is, especially in that jet game, he just made some flat out dumb plays. Yeah. But I don't know. Josh Allen's looking different too. I think they're, they're handcuffing him. You know, he's at his best when he's scrambling around when again, not, not early Josh Allen scramble around, not playing hero ball, but he's at his best when he can get outside the pocket when he can elude tacklers, when he can run and he knows he can take off. Think of even back in that Jets game, there were at least three plays that I looked at where he left the pocket. He's got at least 10, 15 yards in front of him. But what does he do? He stops and he makes a tight throw. Two of them were picked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he just, it looks like they're, like he's been almost fat. Hey, Stay in the pocket, stay in the pocket, throw, don't run, don't run, don't. And that's a big part of his game. Right. Yeah. You wouldn't tell like Lamar Jackson to do that because that's all his game is. No. And I get it. You know, he's taken some big hits. In fact, I think now he's dealing with a bit of a shoulder injury or he's day to day or got knocked up in that Giants game. Day to day. But if you look at it, all of his injuries seem to come when he stays in the pocket. In fact, the, the hit, was it in the pocket? I didn't see it no i think he was moving something no he was like scrambling he threw it and he kind of got like submarine hit where like he got hit low and then came down top okay um and something like that but you know what i thought what we should keep doing what we were doing during the three game win streak was just those like dink and dunk passes that like backs up oh harvey or cook are like five yards like just like little screen passes and then letting them run up forward yeah now they're running the ball two times then they're third and long and then they're like i'm just gonna throw it down the field yeah or even i don't know why they're one of the best teams at play action i mean josh allen is effective at play action it works and they only even in the jacksonville game i think they ran it six times six play action they were all they all worked they all got like good yardage. Why are you still not doing it? And I get you can't do play action pass every single time because at some point they're going to realize, hey, doesn't matter. They're going to throw anyways. Yeah. But I mean, come on. Like, yeah, no. should be doing it more. The thing it, I loved it, with Dable's offense, jet screen or the jet sweeps. Mm-hmm. They were, I mean, they were like a guaranteed seven, 10 yards. They knew it was coming. The defense still can stop them. I yeah. thought, I thought, especially with bringing Hardy in, I thought he was going to be a more improved and almost a faster Isaiah McKenzie. I thought they were going to bring that back into the offense, screen jet screens or wide receiver screens, jet sweeps, and they haven't done it. No, they're not. And you know, the the other thing too is the when Cook was drafted, everybody was talking about how he's going to like he's a good wide receiving back. Like he's one that like you can give it to. They're never throwing him the ball. They're just and he's got good explosive power, but he can't break through offensive defensive lines. Um, you know, that's why we had, you know, Damian Harris and and uh Murray, but 
you know, I saw plays where Cook was right out to the side. If you give him the ball, then he can go forward. But they're yeah. they're just running, they're running up the gut, and you know, he can't get through. Josh won't run. Diggs is the only one that gets open. Yeah. Knox makes catches way more hard than they have to be. I'm 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 off the Knox train. I'm, I'm ready to just give up on him. I mean, get I get it. He he's made some big catches. This is what his fourth year. Uh, or, at, at least his third, if not fourth. Did he start with Davis? I, is, is him and Davis on the same? I believe he start. He came in with Davis. I could be wrong, okay. but I think this is his third year, maybe fourth. So it would be his third if him and Davis started together. Um, he he makes he makes big catches, nice catches when there's in like not high pressure situations in games. Yeah. But then when it's like, you know, we need this first down. We we're down by whatever. We need a first down to run in a high pressure situation he drops it whether it's an easy catch or whether it's a t- he he makes when they're up by 14 he'll be he'll be the one one-handed catch on the sideline or tiptoe in or whatever when we need a first down or we need to get in field goal range it'll hit him right in the hands and drop he, he reminds me of that gym class kid where you know Anytime like a ball's coming to him, even if he's just standing there, nobody's around him and the ball's like at his chest level, he has to like slide to the ground to catch it to make it look cooler. Like that's yeah. what I see every time Dawson Knox is going for a ball. Like he like the one touchdown he has, he did not need to go on the ground. I mean, he slid on the ground and caught it. And I was like, what? why are you on the ground? Like, it's, it's a, you make things harder than it has to be and gives it a, possibility of hitting the ground or you not catching it because mm-hmm. you want to look cool doing it. you don't see travis kelsey pulling that crap he'll no. catch the ball and then he'll just run and put his head down okay i'm glad you brought up travis kelsey <laughs> with taylor can, swift can 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 we stop with taylor swift like oh, jesus christ stop. jesus christ i think they show i think i think taylor swift is getting more uh camera time in an nfl game in a chiefs game than patrick mahomes is I mean, it is Which is fine by me, <laughs> but I mean, come on after every single play. And even last game, now it's Swift. Who's with uh, Mahomes is Mahomes, wife. Uh, yeah. I forgot what her name is. Brittany, Brittany something. Now they're together. I mean, it's just come on. Don't I you don't... think it could help help us and help everybody else in the league? Because all this attention going to, to Kansas City. I feel like later on down the road, it could actually hurt them. It depends on if our offense gets together. If our offense puts it together, sure. If our offense doesn't put it together, it doesn't matter. Their offense isn't looking that great either. Kansas City's offense looks, well, compared to Kansas City's usual offense, they look terrible. Like this is, I think this is by far, and it's still a decent offense. I'd put it right now, like middle of the road. But compared to a Kansas city offense of the last five years, this has got to be their worst offense in the last five years. Uh-huh. Like hands down. Like, I mean, probably could statistic be wise. Swift. Could be Taylor Swift. Hey, you know, I hope so. I hope they don't shake it off. 
Well, boo. That <laughs> I forced that. But one. It, it's all right. But you know, all this hype and all this like extra attention coming around him, I feel like could actually be negative in the long run. I hope you're right. Um, I uh, I tell you what, we've got we've got Kansas City in what three weeks, four weeks? They're coming up. I know we got New England this week. Yeah. Um, we got New England. Then we I. I forgot. I know we got an easier schedule coming up. I should know this offhand, but um, I know the next couple. Oh, no, we got New England, then Tampa Bay, then maybe Kansas City. Tampa Bay. Are you buying the uh, the Tampa Bay, the um, Baker Mayfield comeback or? No, I think I think Baker. No, I think Baker Mayfield is. Baker Mayfield. I had no problem with him. I think the Browns have ruined him. And, you know, I think he's a mediocre quarterback. The reason why he's doing well is he has like a wide out of Mike Evans to throw to. And yeah, that's know, another one. Can we, can we send a third round to Tampa Bay and get Mike Evans? Well, Mike Evans is on like, I think a one year contract. They I don't care. He's on a one year contract. I, I mean, don't like, care. There's a I'll, couple people out there that are coming up. Send, I don't care. Send them now. Give give them a third round. Give hell at this Something. point. Give them a second round. I don't care. Yeah. You know this is this is why, and I'm sure they made a big run for Hopkins, but this is why I wanted Hopkins or any other top receiver, even Odell Beckham, who apparently now he's hurt again. I don't know how severe, but uh, yeah. Diggs needs, I mean, Buffalo's offense ran best when they had Diggs and Beasley. Beasley was in the slot just being Beasley. It took Mm -hmm. pressure off of Diggs, and they were both just able to do damage. Like, that's when they were the best. Um, Yeah. Even and John Brown, because John Brown could stretch the field vertically. Beasley cuts it in the middle or in the front. So Diggs had all that empty space yeah. in the middle to be open. And I think that would, if you get that third wide receiver, I think that takes enormous pressure off of Davis, who to this point, to be fair, he hasn't had a bad season. He's had a much better season than last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's so he's better season. But I think if you get that slot receiver and maybe even Davis is that slot receiver, but if you get that, that second wide receiver, whether it's Hopkins, whether it was Beckham, whether it's, Evans, somebody else, a top wide receiver. I would have loved to see them pick up Ridley. Um, oh, Calvin Ridley would have been I a good one. I was banging on the drum. I don't know what it, uh, what Jacksonville ended up giving him, but I don't think it was all that much. But that would have been no. a huge um, pickup. But it would just – it would free so much more space. When is the trade deadline? I think it's weird okay so i mean it could still happen could but still i don't happen. i don't see them making any big plays brandon bean's way too i think prideful to Agreed. do something of this nature in the middle of the season at this point though even with our defense with trey white out and again it's an achilles tear he's what 28 so he's getting he's, up in age. He's not going to be a Buffalo Bill when he comes back. I mean, unfortunately, it, Achilles, especially with receivers and cornerbacks, it he shouldn't know, play anymore. Actually, yeah, 
Um, I would love to see them send a first round. And again, I don't know if, if this is what it takes to get them. Send a first round pick to Denver for Sertain Jr. or Sertain third or whatever it is. Denver's looking to get rid of people. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would think Patrick Sertain would be. Then you are back to having your top flight defense. Even if, even if there's your insurance policy where if White doesn't come back, he's still on. Yeah. I think he's got one more year, maybe two left in his rookie deal. Um, after this, so he's still pretty cost effective but at that point you've got a top flight cornerback um and you've also got insurance in case trey white just isn't trey white off of an achilles tent or an achilles tear i don't there's there's a lot of things that have to be moved around um but i don't see this year being the year for a super bowl I just don't. I think this year is already pretty well shown yeah. to us. I mean, the only well, thing is, I mean, the Bengals aren't setting the world on fire, although they managed to get to three and three. Um, the yeah, Chiefs aren't. The Chiefs aren't setting the world on fire. No, but the Dolphins are. Yeah, but I think Miami. I think a combination of that was just a soft schedule. I mean, my who has Miami really played? Well, yeah, well, like that was like the thing. They're like, "Oh, we put up seventy against Denver." Put you up know, seventy Denver against Denver. Yeah, but it doesn't like. Okay, Denver's tanking. They don't care. Pretty much. I mean, let's be honest. Look at look at their game. All right, a thirty-six to thirty-four win against the Chargers. Which honestly, the Chargers should have won that game. The Chargers um, blow leads all the time, though. True. Then you got. I mean, they only beat the Patriots twenty-four seventeen. Then yeah. they had the big, here's the best offense in the world, 70 to 20 against the Broncos. Yeah. I loved how, I loved how McDaniels, you know, how uh, apparently the record was 72 when they could have kicked a field goal to get the all-time record for 73 points or whatever, most, okay. most points in a game. McDaniels response was, well, we didn't want to embarrass them. We didn't want to, you know, Such rub it in. Asshole. So really, so getting to 70, that was okay. <laughs> Getting to 70 isn't embarrassing a team. Getting to 73, ah, that's too much. We can't. Let's, guys, let's call off the dogs. Let's not kick this field. Like, come on. He was going into the stands and having people call plays. Yeah. Like, that's that's disrespectful. So, again, that was their big thing. So, they beat, again, um, the Chargers right now are 2-3. and three. The Patriots are 1-5. and five. I freaking love it. Uh, the Broncos have they won a game yet? Are they or are they yeah win? So they're they, they beat the Bears. So they're one and four, one and five. Um, so those are their first three. That's their three and a win. They got stomped yep. by the Bills, forty eight yep. to twenty. Um, and then they beat a Giants team, thirty one sixteen. The Giants are a one win team. And last week yep. they beat the Panthers, forty forty two to twenty one. And the Panthers haven't won a game. So they the Panthers haven't won a game. No, they're the only no. own, only um unwinning team, winless team. Jeez. And they so, who's their quarterback? Bryce Young. I think yeah. it's Bryce Young. Yep. So if you look at it, the Dolphins haven't beaten a team with a winning record. In fact, the only game, the only team the Dolphins have gone against with a winning record 
is the Bills, and they got curb stomped. So how good? Who's, who's their next game against? They're play. They'll play the Eagles. So I think Ooh, we're gonna okay. see. I think we're gonna yeah. see just how good this Miami team is, and I think the Eagles are gonna come in pissed off. Oh yeah, losing, losing to, the, to Jets. the Jets again. The Jets. I, and as much as people hate the Jets, I they're a good team, and I'm afraid of them. I was I'm afraid watching, of them more than I am of the, the the Dolphins. I was watching that game, and I'm I'm looking at. It, I'm like, they're they're going. The Eagles are going to lose this game just like the Bills did. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was one of those games. Okay, here's the drive. The Eagles put them away. Uh, no, here's the drive. The Eagles put them away. Uh, no. If the Eagles get a field goal, they put them away. Uh, no. Here's uh, no. I mean, it was very much like the Bills. They let them hang around, let them hang around. That defense just shut them down, shut them down, shut them down. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Zach Wilson. Eventually, the revival of Zach Wilson. Eventually, I mean, if you give a quarterback enough time, even a bad one like Wilson, if you give him <laughs> enough time, he's going to score some points on you. And that's yeah. exactly what he did. In fact, yeah. he didn't. The, the defense had to pick six to give him the lead. They did, but you know, and 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 also, my my heart is so happy right now that the Detroit Lions are four and one or five and one now. I'm telling you, Detroit, good for them. I'm, I'm so happy for them. I I agree. I I'm uh, a Detroit Lions fan through and through now. I <laughs> top mar- top marks to them. I'm happy yeah. for them. Oh, can you imagine if I just put money on the, on the Detroit Lions? Oh, man. Let's see. <laughs> one first man. I wonder what their I wonder what their odds were before the season started of going to the Super Bowl. Well, did they did they make the playoffs last year? Or did they just miss out? No, no remember that's the game. They won their game at the end of the year, but they needed um forgot they, who they needed to lose. They needed Seattle to lose, and Seattle ended up winning. So, so they almost made the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say they were probably a mid pack, lower mid pack to make the playoffs this this year going in. Yeah, but no, but I mean for them to make the Super Bowl, the oh the hit. Super Bowl. Well, probably not that much, but now they're they're going up there in, in rankings. And you know, the who would have thought that in the NFC you would have been like the Giant, the Eagles, the Forty ers and the Lions. Yeah, are the teams to fear. Although the Niners, did they say did they say how long McCaffrey's going to be out for? No, because I think if he's out long term, that's going to sink. That's going to sink San Francisco. And yeah. he's very much another player. Where I mean, when they got him last year, at that turned them around. That made them a like scary offense. Even at the beginning mm-hmm. of this year made them a scary offense without yeah, him. He's... Not so scary. No. It, so that's why I'm still afraid of the dolphins though, because like they have so many weapons that, you know, for, for Detroit, Detroit, their line, their, their team, they have a lot of weapons. Um, you know, the jets, not so much us, not so much. No, so these, te- the Eagles is AJ Brown doing anything? Thank you, Brown's having a good season. Is he? Um, I, I don't think I don't think many touchdowns. Him. I don't think many touchdowns. I think uh, Smith is getting more of the touchdowns, but okay. Brown is still having a very good year. Hurts the last I think like week or two. He's kind of having like Josh Allen games, 
like not horrible, but not, not like what you really, expect. Yeah. Um, okay. But that's gonna be a that's gonna be a good game next week. Like the Dolphins uh, against Dolphins the Eagles. Yeah. I think I think we'll see a lot more because again, the Dolphins is it their offense is sensational or is it just they've played a bunch of shite teams? I don't know. We'll I mean, see, but they're definitely up there that you got to keep out, like look out for and. The Jets always you have to look out for because Josh does not play well against the Jets. No, and that's why I was really just hoping that the <laughs> Eagles would have won. And it's just another, it's just more distance between the Bills and the Jets. That's all. Yeah. I like you said, I'm, I am afraid of that Jets team. I'm afraid. Like good and QB kryptonite. They, if they had even middle of the pack quarterback play they would probably i mean they'd have at least one or two more wins right now so who knows maybe if aaron Rodgers didn't get hurt they'd be up there very true very true but uh know. and there's i love after, after that game there's still oh look rogers is throwing without crutches look he's gonna be back in like two weeks look he's gonna be <laughs> he is not coming back this year I'm He's sorry. just doing it for the attention, and I oh, hate it. 100%. 100%. But he is it. not coming back this year. No. I mean, it. No, an Achilles not. tear, an Achilles tear, if you are lucky, like if everything goes right, you're talking, you're back in eight months. Mm-hmm. And that's like if you've got no setbacks, that's like if you're doing, you know, rehab, like, Everything goes great. You're looking at eight months. Not only and that, he's in his late thirties. He's forty or forty. Yeah, so I think he's like forty, ages. forty-one, something like that. I mean, even when so he comes true. back, yeah. he's gonna be. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't a complete statue back there. He had mobility. He could run. That but, part of your that part of your game is gonna be gone. I mean, was it his throwing leg? Like, was this his dominant leg, the back leg, or was it the front? trying to think if it, I, I think I, it's his right leg he went down i think you're right i think it was his right leg so it's his back leg where all the power comes from yeah so it's the plant leg um yeah he ain't coming back this year though. no 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 way there's no if he does it's stupid oh yeah i'm not gonna yeah. lie and this makes me sound like a jerk but whatever i'll say it i hope he comes back i hope he comes back week 17 or week 18, the last week of the season, I hope the Jets have absolutely nothing on the line. I hope at that point they're already eliminated from the playoffs. And I hope he goes in and he either re-tears the Achilles or tears an ACL. And I we... think that he's going like, because think about it, if Brady had the same problem at this age, he would have rushed back and done something great. And I think Rodgers is like, if Brady can do it, would do that, I'm going to do that. I think I think Rodgers is trying to compare himself to Brady psychologically and be like, I can come off this and do this. You're telling me, so September, October, November, December, January. That's five months. There is no way he plays a game. A, this is NFL medicine, though. Doesn't matter. 
I tell you what, if he comes back in five months and plays in an NFL game, I'm looking at it like he didn't tear an Achilles. If he did, it wasn't a complete tear because there's no way you come back from that that fast. Especially, no, that's just not as fun. Especially at the age of 40. Yeah. That's it's like not- me. Right now, there's nothing saving my hair. My hair is gone. <laughs> my hair is gone. His Achilles is gone, and it's not coming back. I don't know. But I, I can tell you that Zach Wilson isn't looking terrible. He played well against Kansas City. and Yeah, he had his moments he, against that game. Or so, against that I mean, team. like, they weren't, they weren't expecting to have Zach Wilson play this year, I don't think. But Do you think, because is Zach Wilson, is this his contract year? Like, is he a free agent next year? Or does he Zach have one Wilson, more year? Zach Wilson is the same with Mac Jones, I believe. So next year they would have to pick up his fifth year option, right? Yes. Which I see. Do they do they pick up is. his fifth year option now? Mac Jones, Mac, I think Mac Jones is done. Mac Jones is done. Zach Wilson. Do you think he's played himself into a fifth year option because of Rogers' injury? I think he's made himself more uh less or I should say less expendable. Because yeah. this would be his fifth year. He's know the team. And he's showing that, okay, if you're star quarterback, even if Rogers comes back and they have him, they're going to be like, well, let's just keep Zach here just in case we have another last year fiasco. Yeah. But no, yeah, Mac Jones is shot. Bill Belichick's done after this year. 100%. Listen, even if listen, he's not forced to go, he's going to leave. I said this, and everybody was like, you're crazy. He's still the best. He's still the best. His legacy will never be tarnished. Oh, it's it's tarnished. He is, and he was, a very good defensive coordinator. He was a head coach who got lucky and had the greatest quarterback of all time. I hate saying it. He had the GOAT for Mm -hmm. 20 years. On his team. I said it before. If you put any mediocre coach. If you would have given. If if Brady had been drafted by Kansas City. And Andy Reid. If Brady had been drafted by Mike McDaniel. If Brady had been drafted by Sean McDermott. If any other coach. Had Tom Brady. For 20 years they would have been just as successful as Bill Belichick. Yeah. I mean, if you, they might've even been more successful because if you look at Belichick's drafts, he has been God awful in <laughs> draft picks. Like he has been terrible in draft. He's picks. gotten, he's gotten some good draft players other than Brady. Name one. <laughs> Julian Edelman. Was he drafted by the Patriots or did they pick him up later? No, he was drafted by the Patriots. Rob Gronkowski uh, was also drafted by the Patriots. Uh, I think the Brady, McCourty, Brady made Gronkowski. The uh, McCourty twins, uh, like Devin McCourty. Okay. Um, Aaron Hernandez for the short time that he played. Um, I think Danny Amendola was drafted. No, Amendola came from Miami. 
Oh, did he? Or did he, he came... go from the to Miami? I'm pretty sure he came from Miami. I know Wes Welker definitely came from Miami. I thought Wes or... Welker came from Denver. No, Wes Welker. Well, Wes Welker might have been in Denver too. Um, yeah, I know he I know... wasn't drafted. Um, so he's had some good draft picks, not great picks. He's definitely fallen off the wagon of the past ten years. Yeah, the the past ten years, he was. Yeah, Danny Amendola actually was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys in two thousand eight. Then he played for the Eagles in oh eight oh nine. Played for the Rams in oh nine through twelve. Then went to the Patriots in thirteen to seventeen. Then went to Miami. Then went to Detroit. Then finished up in Houston. Okay. But yeah, so I'll oh, be, he's a coach yeah. now. Huh. He's for a what? he's he's uh, assistant returners, coaching assistant returners for the Las Vegas Raiders. Interesting. Interesting. I did not know that. He just started nice. this year. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Um. But I mean, so yeah, he's drafted some good players, but not. He yeah. He he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. You know, oh, for so sure. we'll never be rid of him. Uh, and in the NFL standards, he will be considered one of the greatest coaches of all time. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. I don't think he's catching Shula. No, no. He's, I think not. right now he's 23 or 24 games behind him. He's not catching him. Not after this season. Nope. Um, I think Robert Kraft's going to be like, all right, here's here's a box. I'm not firing you, but you should just leave. Yeah. I think Tom uh, Landry that Jerry Jones did to Tom Landry. Yeah. Get I out. Mean, pretty much. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be funny. I think um, I agree. It's going to be like one of those, you know, where, uh, you know, at a job, Hey, listen, um, you've got a month to announce your resignation or in 31 days we're going to fire you right make your choice do you want to leave with dignity or yeah that's all it's going to be um make your choice i don't think they're going to win i think maybe maybe they win four games this year um they should just tank do you think they should just go for the tank well that's another thing too do you really let's say if they tank, let's say if they do get the number one pick and it's that uh the USC quarterback. Um is it Wilkins? Williams? Um I forgot who the USC quarterback is who's supposedly gonna go number one overall. Do you really want um Belichick coaching a number one quarterback first round, like number one overall? I think he gets him in that building, especially a young kid where Belichick's style of coaching, I think is just, it's he's long past the NFL, especially these younger players. I think, uh, remember how urban Meyer ruined Trevor Lawrence for the first year, year and a half. Oh yeah. I think that's what would happen with, uh, if Belichick got his hands on a first overall pick quarterback. Okay. I think he would ruin the kid. So, so if so I'm if it. I'm looking at if I'm looking at Kraft, hey, thanks for getting me the first round pick. Um you did great. Thanks for getting me thanks for uh being the coach 
for six titles. Uh, we're giving it to Josh McDaniels or we're giving it to the whatever top offensive coordinator to come out with. They're going to be our new head coach. We're going to give it to Larry Monahan from Clarence. <laughs> Absolutely. Would you take that job? As an NFL Patriots? head coach? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, you would have no idea what to do. <laughs> I don't care. You're NFL <laughs> NFL head coach, even, even a rookie NFL head coach is starting off with what? Three mil, four mil a year? Maybe. I don't know. Five mil a year? They've got to no, be. I, well, maybe not that much. Maybe like, all right, a mil a year? 750,000. Yeah. Give me, hell, give me 150,000 and I'll do it for a year. Absolutely. I'll sign me to a five year contract, pay me $500,000 and I'll be fine. Yep. My coaching philosophy would be like, all right, guys, listen, I was playing Madden the other night. Um, we're going to run this play. All right. Remember hit the a button. I mean, look for the slot receiver. They're going to run a screen pass <laughs> and then what circle, circle, circle. Well, I would be the coach that would tell them be like, Hey, what plays do you guys want to run? And I'll be like, <laughs> you call the play. I'll go with it. That's right. I mean, I'd be the head coach. I'd make sure I hired the best offensive coordinator, the best defensive coordinator, and be like, all right, guys, uh, what, do I, what do I do? I'm watching this film. I've been watching film for three hours, but I don't know what to look for. Like, what, what am I looking for? Well, you'd be like the guy from the longest yard, except not about football. You'd be at the practice. Plays are going on. You'd have no idea what's going on. You're like, who drank all the damn Gatorade? <laughs> Dang it. Listen, I figured that'd be a reverse Ted Lasso. You know, I'd, I'd reverse Ted Lasso the hell out of it. I'd be a soccer coach going to going to coach football. Yeah, except. Well, yeah, because, you know, in the European leagues, it's way more expensive to do soccer. Sounds like. But I mean, and that was the other thing, too. I don't know. I, I don't the amount of pressure you'd feel. I couldn't do that. Oh, yeah. There'd be pressure as hell. But I'd look at the I'd look at my re, I'd put on my resume, uh, you know, one-time NFL champion head coach. One time Madden NFL champion. No, no, no. I'm a, hey, listen, Niagara Frontier League. I'm an NFL champion. I'll just, you know, yeah. I'll put NFL. They don't need to know what NFL stands for. What team did you play? What team did you coach for? Uh, the, Falcons. the Falcons. The Falcons. Falcons. They haven't won a championship. <laughs> not to your knowledge. <laughs> this is like, I'm not lying. You know, Depends on what Falcons you're talking about. What What are your colors? Black and red. No, black and so, white. Well, black and red, black and white. I was gonna say we got the same emblem. We got everything. Who'd I'll you come in. Under? I'll come in with my Falcons jacket. It's see, see, look, my Falcons jacket. It says Coach Monahan. I, I don't know how much more proof you need. Yeah. Where do I sign? <laughs> Where do I sign Jerry Jones? I'll sign for you. Uh, I think, hey, that's all you got to get is one owner, like a Jim Ursay or a Jerry Jones, who is like foolish enough to do it. Yeah, that, that's true. Well, I mean, that was the thing. Like uh, Mike McDaniels was, uh, what was he? He was like a ball boy in Denver. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. And like he just yeah. worked his way up. Yep. And they, he was the one who took over when they fired, um, what was the guy's name? He ended up suing the NFL. Oh, um, 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 oh, 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 I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, uh, 
It, uh, from the Dolphins? Yes. He was a head yeah, coach before um, uh, before they buddy. came up. Was it Buddy something? No. I forget it was something was. like that. Yeah. But um, um, sure no, he, uh, he ended up suing because, I mean, I know they missed oh. the playoffs that year, but they still had like a 9 or 10 win season, and then they just I thought he Might sued for racial profiling. He did. That's um, okay. What was his name? That's gonna hurt me for a little bit. Um, but are uh, you sure it wasn't Buddy? No, I don't think it was Buddy. It had um, or did it start with an H? Um, because I know what you're talking about. Um, I liked him as a coach. I thought he was a good coach. Oh, um, absolutely. I got Miami, uh, let's see, Miami Dolphins head coaching history, Brian Flores. Oh. Brian Flores, he was head coach for the Dolphins in the 19, uh, from 19 to 21, total of three years. You might be thinking of Adam Gase before that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Joe no, I might be thinking. I might be thinking not of the Dolphins. I think I might be thinking of like the Denver, one of Denver's old coaches. Oh, you talking about Wade Phillips? No. Um. Oh wait, no. Or was it Houston? Houston had Wade. He was their defensive coordinator. Uh uh-uh. I don't know. Another person that I thought was talking about racial stuff. No, but Flores. Um. Yeah, like after that, I remember. I, for, I forgot where he is now. He yeah, maybe he went to Pittsburgh. I don't know. Did he win the lawsuit? No, he couldn't have. I I have no idea. Um, he should have been fired, though. I thought he was fine. No, I thought he was doing a. I thought he did a great job, and he took a Miami. He kind of did what you know what McDermott did with Buffalo. He took a Miami team that was like you know toiling near the bottom. He turned them around. And uh, he didn't do well with Tua, though. Tua was no. just not working under his no regime. I'll be honest. I, I still, to this day, I'm so happy that Miami picked Tua instead of Justin Herbert. Because if, yeah. if you put Justin Herbert on this team, although Los Angeles has good weapons, the Chargers have good weapons. Yeah. But man, if you gave Herbert, Hill, and Waddle, holy moly. Well, isn't I heard Hill after his his contract's up, is not going to want to renew it, and he's going to retire. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, And I think he's got three more years, maybe four. Because last year was his first year with them. Yeah, and I think think he signed a five-year deal. Okay, well, I don't know. um, I I don't know, but it's definitely frustrating. (laughs) Oh, for sure. And uh, one more thing about well, I don't know why this just kind of popped in my head. Do you hear um, Antonio Brown's in the news again? Oh gosh, for what uh, he? I saw an article where he just got arrested because he was, I think it was like thirty-one thousand dollars in the rear for child support. No, oh, why he has money? Actually, maybe he doesn't anymore. I was gonna say, does he? <laughs> but I guess he was in the rears for thirty-one thousand in child support. Jeez. And uh, and I guess he got arrested or there's a warrant out for his arrest or whatever. But I guess before that, prior to that, he was $30,000 in the rears and he was going to get arrested. 
until he, you know, paid it all off in full, I guess, just before they arrested him. So I don't know. Oh my gosh. He had such a promising career. I can, I tell you though, I am so glad that that deal with when Buffalo was going to trade for him got nixed because that would have been, didn't he not want to even come here? Yeah. He was supposed to, when he was still with Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was, I guess they worked out the deal, but he said, you do it. I'm not playing. So then I think they sent him, did they send him to the Raiders? But that's yes, when he, that's yeah. when Buffalo Buffalo switched course and they got Diggs, or did they get yeah, Diggs he, the next year? Uh, no, it might have been the next year that we got Diggs because he went to the Raiders and then he went to the uh, Patriots and, and then, then he, he got, stopped playing. Yeah, because he got suspended for something. I forgot what. Yeah. Oh, then, it was the uh, the was it the sexual assault case that he yes. got suspended indefinitely for. But yes, then ended up coming. He came back, played like another game or two. Yeah, he no. followed Tom Brady to Tampa. Yeah, and then he brought uh Lady of the Evening into the locker room during the COVID year. Was that and him? That was him. That spread COVID to half of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> that was him before he did his final send-off. On the field, yeah, where he threw, <laughs> where he like took his stuff off and just threw yep. it all over. I was so pissed because that was the year I think I was playing Kurt in the finals in our fantasy league, and I, for whatever reason, I had Antonio Brown and I, who was the wide receiver? It was I was debating between Antonio Brown because he had a great performance the week prior. And um, oh, who was the other wide receiver that I had? I want to say maybe Juju, but I, I don't think so. I don't know. But there was another wide receiver that I was debating on starting, and I started Antonio. I needed 20 points to beat Kurt for the finals. Antonio Brown got me one point. The other guy, whoever it was, I forgot who I didn't start. The other guy went off and would have got like 35, 40 points for me. Oh, jeez. So I ended up taking second place to Kurt that year. At that point, though, you're just got to be like, there has to be some sort of rule for this that, you know, I can't be held. Because who plans on the person? There's also like that, um, the Buffalo Bills player that retired at halftime. Oh, Bonte Davis? Yeah, like you just can't plan for this. Like, who expects that to happen? I feel like at that point, if you... If you retire, like you should be fined. Like you should have to give, like, all right, if they signed you to a three year, like a one year, $3 million deal, okay, you haven't gotten your money back, your money yet, but you should have to give them $3 million. I mean, that's ridiculous. That That was was the other thing, though. I think, wasn't, wasn't Antonio Brown's reasoning because he was like a touchdown away from getting his incentive? And they pulled him off the field beforehand. Yeah, he claims that that's what he was claiming. He claimed that uh, Brady going into that week, like said, dude, I got you. I got you. I'll get you. your Because he needed like so many yards, so many catches. I think he was like three yeah. or four catches away, like maybe 50 yards away and like one touchdown from getting each different incentive. And it, I think he said it would have gotten him like an extra half a mil or something. 
And Brady kept pumping him up like, dude, I got you. I got you. I got you. And then he accused Brady of like intentionally missing him or not throwing his way or not even looking his way. And he just got pissed off and left. He like, I see OBJ turning into that. Yeah. With the whole Baker Mayfield stuff in the Browns where he yeah. was like going after Baker Mayfield and being, and his dad was like, you're not throwing to my kid. That was terrible. That's like, that's so, like something a high school parent would say, but like, my kid's not playing. Now put him in coach. So, I mean, I'm glad we have a person that as of right now, it doesn't look like he's causing any drama, but you never, I always am like cautious with digs. Even the stuff that's come out this this season on the media with him and all over all during the summer, like, come on, what actually did he do that was that bad? So he got pissed off on the sidelines of a Cincinnati game because they played like garbage. Yeah. Good. I want players that when they play like garbage are pissed off. Or when I mean, even on that opening play. The opening drive when he was wide the hell open and Josh missed him by like 10 yards. Yeah. I mean, if he puts that in there, it's at that point, it's seven, seven. Let's go. It breathes some life. I mean, it just. Whatever. Even this year, I mean, even this year, uh, last game when he went to Jacksonville and he was, you know, talking with Allen on the sidelines, or whatever, he wasn't. It's not like he was shoving him. It's not like he smacked him. It's not like he, you know, was walking. He just went up and was yelling at his quarterback. We don't know what he's saying. Who cares? It's what yeah. teammates do. Sometimes you just get into a guy's face to get them fired up. I mean, yeah. come on. So, I mean, it's, yeah, but I can see how he could be frustrated with a small window closing on him. Oh, for sure. He's what, 30? Is he 30 yet? No, I think he's like 29. Um, Yeah. I mean, he's no dummy. He probably realizes he's got, you know, maybe three or four legitimate years left of him being, you know, a elite wide receiver, which he is. You know, let's get our stuff together and let's win a damn title. Yeah, because he wasn't going to get it at Minnesota, he knew that. But. Nope, but I'm glad how Hopkins, when he first came out, said he wanted to play with an elite quarterback. He wanted to play with an elite quarterback. Money doesn't matter. And uh, yeah, how's Tennessee, how's, how's Tennessee working out for you there, bud? Did you see that on uh, Sunday, what he did with the dude on the sideline? What who did? What DeAndre Hopkins did. No. Um, there was some rookie uh, wide receiver, I think, that the Tennessee Titans had that like muffed not I'm not wide receiver, but somebody muffed a a kick, like a kick return or like a punt return. Oh yeah, that Phillips guy. Yeah. So he comes off the field and goes to sit next to DeAndre Hopkins as soon as he sits down, DeAndre Hopkins just stands up and walks away. (laughs) He just grabbed his stuff and left. I mean and and I hate when players do that. And JJ Watt did the same thing when he went to Arizona. You know, oh they, they come out during free agents. Oh, listen, I've got enough money. It doesn't matter. I want to play for a contender. I want to play for a contender. I want to play for a contender. Really? And then you're going to Arizona. 
you're going to Tennessee, you're going to like, come on, don't give me that garbage. You know, I, I get it. It's a business. I get it. These guys, you know, if somebody, if somebody paid me $20 million to go play for New England, Hey, I'd love to play for the bills, but they're offering me 5 million. New England's offering me 20 million. Guess what? I'm a big Patriots guy now, you know, it's money. It's don't give me that all high and mighty. Oh, well, money doesn't matter money. I want to play for the, with the best quarterbacks. I want to play with the best, this that's great, but then actually follow through nobody in their right right mind. No receiver in the NFL is thinking that Ryan Tannehill is the best quarterback in the league or even that Malik Willis and who else did they draft? The Titans. Titans. Yeah. I don't know. Malik Willis and like nobody thought they had a good quarterback situation there. They're right. not a contender. Like, don't give me that garbage. If you're going to say oh. that, then fine. Sign with somebody like Cincinnati or Kansas City or Buffalo or Philadelphia or San Francisco. Don't sign with the Titans. Yeah, sign with Brock Purdy. Yeah. I mean, I like Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant, no longer. She's, but like you said, without Christian McCaffrey being his like fail safe there, he's definitely gonna and Debo Samuel because he's out too. Yeah. Although Brock, I mean, they lost that game, but Brock, they needed a game winning drive from him, and he gave them a game winning drive. He put them in yeah, field goal range. The field goal they, just. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't his fault. No. But um, he didn't do much in that game other than that drive though. Yeah, and that's another team that's that. Speaking of uh, the Jets, you know, being afraid of the Jets, the Browns' defense is—they are nasty. Yeah, I mean, the Browns' defense are is nasty, and if Watkins ever comes back and even plays mediocre football, the Browns could be—we could be talking about uh, that's what the Jets would have been like with Rodgers. I mean, yeah, but you know, you know, the act. Deshaun Watson's not a no, he's not it. Not anymore. I not anymore. And I don't know if he'll ever get back there. And uh there's nothing Cleveland can do. What are you gonna take? A, a forty a forty million dollar cap hit for like the next two years? I mean and they they guarantee how much did he get guaranteed? Too much. Like 150, 200 mil, like he got it all guaranteed. Coming off of a suspension, a full year suspension, and all everything. No, he's not it. No, that's just the Browns being the Browns, shooting themselves in the foot. They did a very Brownsy move for sure. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And I'm just glad that with all the messes up, like mess up that we have, it's not that bad. No. Yet. 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 Um, I think if anything. And again, I like him, but I think Von Miller was our Brownsy move. Von Miller was our our Billsy move. Um, we should have just taken Leonard Floyd from that Rams defense. We did not need both. Very true. Very Get true. Him. I mean, again, I like Miller, but it was a gamble. I mean, you you've got a he's what thirty four. 35, yeah. 30, 34, somewhere around there. You have an older 
defensive lineman who already had one ACL surgery who, okay. When he got to, yeah. When he got to, when he got to LA, he tore it up, especially in that Super Bowl, you know, but at that point, again, you already had invested in Epinesa. You already invested in Rousseau. You invested in Ed Oliver. You and I mean, you had a pretty solid and high-paid defensive line. Did yep. you need him? No. If anything, you just did it for like the. You did it for publicity. It almost kind of reminded me back in the day when they went out and got uh, Mario Williams. Oh yeah, Mario Williams wasn't bad for us though. No, no. But at that point, though, especially in that draft, it was were you set up where Mario Williams was getting you into the playoffs? No, we had Marcel Darius in there too, and Kyle Williams was still playing. Yeah, I mean, you could have spent your money elsewhere, and yeah, I think we Buffalo. Yeah, but especially when we could have had Khalil Mack, and that's <laughs> and that's who I thought they were going up like when they made that uh, that trade up because I think they traded up what five spots, six spots, whatever they traded up. I thought that's who they were going after. All right. This is our middle linebacker. This is our linebacker for the next 10 years. And Sammy Watkins. He was a bust. When you, not only that you were, that he was a bust, but who was the quarterback at the time? Was it Uh, Taylor? Was it? Well, I think we had, we had no in there too. Yeah, it might. You're right. It might have been the Ortnier. I mean, it was. We had nobody. If we, yeah. if if we had our Josh Allen, awesome. I mean, yeah. whatever. Sammy Watkins was a bust, but still, fantastic. Go up and trade for at that point, arguably the best rated wide receiver at that time. Awesome, mm-hmm. but you don't have a quarterback. That would be like trading for Diggs when we had. Uh, Tyrod Taylor or or Fitzpatrick. Why? That was Rex Ryan. That was all Rex Ryan right there. I mean, it was just dumb. It was it was bad. We've gone through our struggles. Yes. And those days are those days are long gone. We're not gonna I I I don't think we're gonna fall off the map and and have another god damn it, if we have another (laughs) seventeen I'm not gonna make it. So I don't think we're ever entering those dark days again. Um, But uh, I just, for whatever reason, I think with this coaching staff, we've just plateaued. Yeah. I think we've just just plateaued. I think it's going to be, okay, win an AFC East title or get into the playoffs, win a playoff game, lose in a divisional round. Maybe. Maybe win two playoff games and lose in the AFC Championship game. But there's no Super Bowl in sight. I don't feel. No. No. Um, and it's a shame this year too, especially with the Bengals faltering the way that they're faltering a little bit. Although Burrow looks like he's starting to pick it up. Um, it's a shame because we should have beat the Jets. We should have beat the Jags. I mean, right now, 
and again, I don't want to be that guy. Oh, you're never going to lose. Well, right now we should have six wins, which would put us three games ahead of the Bengals, a game ahead of Cincinnati. We've got the Bengals coming up in two weeks, three weeks. We got, uh, it's not Kansas city. It's, uh, Cincinnati that's coming up. So we have, um, next week we have the Patriots. After that, we have, um, Tampa Bay. Then we have Cincinnati. Then we have Denver. Then I think it's Kansas city. Um, okay. So, I mean, Jesus Christ, if, if that you're looking at, you know, we could have, if we beat the Bengals, we pretty much take them out. We don't have to worry about them catching us for a, a, a wild card or a home field advantage or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Mm, mm, no, it's, it's, it's going to be just a rough year to watch. And again, there's plenty of time to turn it around, but. And it always seems like even the last couple of years, even the 13 second year, which I think was their best chance to get to the Super Bowl, we did have those those games mid season where we faltered a little bit, but then we get on a hot streak and ride it. I don't know. Well, we'll wait and see. We got to take it week by week. Absolutely. Unfortunately. Uh, speaking of week by week. Um, before we got on here, you were telling me there's some, uh, you know, some life altering stuff here. Um, when you first said it, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, is it going to be are you going to you know, is it going to be Papa Matt over there? Um, but uh, you, but you shot that down quickly. Um, yeah. So you said you said you had a story that you were going to tell. So what's the uh, what's the little bit of life altering um, um, story here? Oh, I'm I'm getting surgery. Uh, November 1st, um, got to get my thyroid removed. Ah, you're joining the thyroid club. Well, I got, so they, I got my removed. They, so they suspect that I have thyroid cancer. So I have to get at least the right part out. I don't know if I'm going to get all out, but brother, I went, did they tell you the hot and cold? I'm guessing you had a nodule. I'm guessing they found a nodule. Yep. Did they give you the whole, well, it's a hot nodule. It's a cold nodule speech. No, I had the, I went through the exact same thing when I was, I think it was 21 when I had the surgery, 21 or 22, um, went in, they found, they found the, uh, a bump on my thyroid. Um, I, during a physical had to go get the test or whatever in the doctor's office, they kind of gave me the same spiel. Um, well, we're going to check it out. You know, their spiel was to me, they were like, well, we tested it. There's like, there's two types of nodes. It could be either a hot node or a cold node. If it's a cold node, that's usually non-cancerous. If it's a hot node, that's usually cancerous. Mine, of course, was a hot node. It's like, oh shit. Then they're like, there was something else. I forgot what the, they were like. It could either be this or that. This is usually cancerous. This is usually not cancerous. Mine was usually on the cancerous side. My surgery was scheduled for like three or four weeks after those entire four weeks. I was like, I was convinced. I was like, I've got cancer. I was like, God damn it. I've got cancer. I've got cancer. They're going to, they, they gave me the same thing. You know, we can go in, we're either going to remove just the bump and you'll be fine. Or we're going to have to take the whole thyroid and this and that, or if it's cancerous, we'll do radiation. It turns out mine wasn't cancerous, but they had to remove the whole thyroid because I guess there were like, it was more than just one nodule in there. Like there was a lot of smaller nodules in there. 
So they had to remove the thyroid, whatever. I I take a pill every day since easy peasy. Right. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not concerned. It was mine's like the size of a line on my right side. My dentist found it. Oh, okay. I didn't do anything for a while. And then I went to the doctors and I told them, so they ordered an echo or a sonogram and a biopsy. And yep. the echo is fine or the sonogram is fine. The biopsy just was weird having a needle poked into it. Yep. But originally they were talking to me like, so like it, we might poke a couple times because we can't find it. And I, I laid down and the, and the girl's like, oh, I can't miss this because it's like a size of like, <laughs> like straight up, like it, it is so huge. She's like, I won't miss this at all. But it sounded so weird when they're taking the needle out because it sounded like air escaping. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was weird. Now, did you watch did you feeling. watch the liquid like filling up into the two? Like I know for mine, I kind of looked over and I was like, ooh, like that's no, I, I can't with needles. I have to look away or else I'll get groggy. Um, but you know, all that shit happened. And I, I looked at the two, like I looked at like the, the, the Petri dishes afterwards yeah. to see what it looked like. And it looked like a melted creamsicle. Oh yeah. It looked like, yeah. it looked like just, um, mine looked like just like a, a gelatinous, like yellowish substance. It was weird. And they're like, oh, well it's, it's, it's a, it's a nodule. And they're like, we don't know if it's cancerous. So they took it to extra testing and they're like, oh, it's, it's cancerous. And they're like, okay. Oh, but they did tell what, you yours was cancerous? Yep. They told me mine was cancerous, but I don't think they were prepared for my response because they were calling me on the phone and they're like, like we, we don't want to scare you or anything, but it, it's cancerous. And I was like, okay, so what do we do? What do we do now? And they're like, are you okay? I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Cause you know, the medical backgrounds that we have, it's like thyroid cancer is like the least aggressive cancer you yeah. can get. It was yeah. like, okay, oh, all right, what are we going to do now? So my guy told me that they're going to take out the right side, but they have to do like a, they're doing like a flash biopsy while I'm under on the left side. And if that comes back with like a certain amount of cancer, they'll just take the whole thing out. If not, they'll sew me back up. Um, yeah, see mine, mine, they didn't know they didn't know mine was cancerous or not until the actual surgery. And that's what they told me. They said, listen, we're, we're going to go in, we're going to take out, we're going to take out the lump or whatever. We're going to do a, uh, a quick biopsy on it. If it is cancerous, we're going to have to remove the thyroid and everything. If it's not cancerous, more than likely we'll just sew it up. But I guess with mine, which they didn't, they didn't foresee when they took out, when they went in there, there was the one big, mine was about the size of a golf ball. Um, they okay. took, they took that out, but they didn't see, or they didn't notice, I guess, initially that there was like, um, at least they said three or four more that were smaller in size, but they said, listen, if we just leave them in there, they're going to keep getting bigger and bigger. And it pretty much, you know, we have to clear all that out and we had to pretty much clear out your thyroid too. So yeah. mine was not cancerous. Mine was benign, but, uh, they had to take the whole thyroid out anyways. So, you know. The, the the real kicker is is like afterwards you can't lift anything for a couple of weeks because of the, the surgery. So it's like, well, I can't like I, I had to take off time from work because I can't yeah. spot kids. And you know, oh, yeah, I true. can't and you know, so kind of put a halt on a lot of other things because it's like, oh, all right, guess I have to wait for this to 
get a little better first, but well, yeah. When uh, how, did they say like when the surgery? Have they said scheduled the surgery or not yet? Yeah, so November first, day oh. after Halloween. Oh, lovely. Well, make sure you eat all that candy before you go into surgery. Oh, oh yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna have some Mexican food that night. So so. Definitely off chance that I, I might void my bowels on the on the operation table, but have some stuff to go. You know, as oh. the doctor is sitting there, you just let out a silent but deadly. <laughs> well, in my comatose state, <laughs> you're like, what is what does that smell? Have you ever been under for surgery before? Yeah, I had open heart surgery. Oh, that's right, dude. It was when I went under. It was the freakiest thing. Like I just remember, you know, them having me or whatever, wheeling me in on the gurdy. It was literally count backwards from, you know, 10 to one. And then just what appeared like I thought it was like that. Like I'm literally starting to wake up again. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, shit, like they're about to cut me open and I'm waking up. And the nurse is like, just relax, relax. The surgery's over. Like, What the hell do you mean the surgery's over? Like I've been right. out like I've been out like five seconds. They're like, no, no, no. You've been out for like three and a half, four hours. It's done. I was like, no way. Like, it just felt like that. I know. It's, that's the one thing is, is like, you know, people who are hypochondriacs are like, aren't you afraid you're going to wake up during the surgery? And I was like, eh, well, if I do, I do. But, um, <laughs> you know, the, the biggest concern that I have is like for open heart surgery, I had general anesthesia. And then also I was actually legally dead for the surgery because they had to take, they, had, they drained me completely oh geez how old how old were you i was like nine nine or ten months old oh okay yeah but like they had to suck all the blood out of my body and put it into a machine so your heart stops yeah so they gotta so you know i was legally dead so like anything past that i'm just like "Eh, i'll go to sleep and Whatever, like I can't. I'm more worried about the IV going in because I hate the feeling of having something in my arm. Really, like I can't stand it. I See, hate I never it mind so it. much. I can't. So, I can't look at it while they're putting it in, and then I'm afraid to move my arm afterwards. So, are you like that too? Like even when they draw blood or whatever for like blood work and stuff, are you like one yep. of those people where like, all right, just fine, just just do it. Like look away. Yep, because I don't like. I don't like the pinch. And I don't like just, just like the feeling of like feeling the needle just resting in there. Yeah, see, I never I never minded it. I was just like, all right, like I mean, obviously with thyroid, like, and you're probably gonna have to go through this too, where I've gotta get I've gotta get blood work um at least every six months or before it was uh early on, it was once a year I would have to get my thyroid levels checked with blood work. Now it's usually about every six months. Um, I've got to get the blood work so that way, oh yeah, you're going to get blood dude. It, yeah. Um, especially early on at, right after the surgery, it was, I had to get it checked every three months because they'll start you off. They started me off on 125, um, for the levothyroxine. Um, so I would get it. I'd be on that for three months. Then they had to take blood like, all right, you're your thyroid level is uh, your hypo, so we're gonna bump it up to 150. Then when yeah. I got them, then they did it another three months. Nope, you're now you're hyper. So for the longest time, I was on 137 for like year for like probably five six years, and then all of a sudden, like you know, after my yearly thing, they're like my doctor. I just remember my doctor going in, 
And his, he looked at my numbers. He was like, Oh, I was like, what do you mean? Oh, he's like, have you been noticing that you're like very hyper lately? I was like a little bit. I was like, now that you mention it, I have noticed like my heart, like, especially my heart rate has been beating pretty fast. He's like, yeah, he's like, you're like, he's like, your numbers are supposed to be like at anywhere between like 1.2 and like 4.0. And if your numbers are high, that means you're hypo. So that means you should be lethargic. If your numbers are low, that means like you're hyper. He's like, your number right now is 0.1. What do you mean 0.1? He's like, yeah, you are really hyper. Like you should be. And he's like, have you noticed you've lost weight? I was like, now that you mentioned that, I've, I've lost like 10 pounds in like the last, I don't know, two months. And I really haven't changed anything. So they literally, like they dropped me to like, I think I got dropped to like 100. Like, I mean, I, they dropped me low. So that's when I had to go back to every six months until it. Yeah. Now I'm back at 137, which is whatever it works. Yeah. I mean, I know that and I'm not, it's more or less just. It's just I, I, actually, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So it's, it is what it is. And then I'll just deal with it. I don't really care. I, I prefer want, I preferably want them to take the whole thing out just on the off chance that like, I don't want to have another nodule grow eventually we go through all the sh- stupid stuff again. It's like, yeah. And that's what they did. That's what they did with me. Um, I know uh, it was, I, I think I had Dr. Lee, like ear, no throat, ears, no ears, nose. ENT. Throat guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what he said. He's like, listen, he said, we just made that decision. It's not like they woke me up and said, uh, do you want? No. They, <laughs> yeah, they slapped you away. <laughs> hey, 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 come here. Wake up. Uh, <laughs> do, no, they just, they made that decision. Listen, we could have left it in, but there was a chance. There's more, it was more than likely that another year from now, you're going to have to go through this whole surgery again because there's going to be another nodule in there or two or three. So, right. Yeah, I don't know. It it is what it is. And did you know that is actually very common to have thyroid problems in Western New York? Yep. Do you know yep. why? Uh, my my thought is because of the whole uh, Love Canal water situation or whatever. Not just that, but apparently Erie and Niagara County were dumping grounds for uh, the Manhattan projects. Well, yeah, wasn't that eerie? Wasn't that like part of the eerie? Uh, that was that was the Love Canal and stuff was just other toxic dumping from like factories. Oh, okay. So no, I thought that so, was part of the Manhattan Project type deal. Well, whatever the case may be, like a lot of it. Well, because it would also be hereditary, but a lot of it is based off the copious amounts of radiation that we're all yeah. living in. And I know the biggest thing too is, and this is probably from the radiation, but uh, iodine. Like apparently we have like a big level of iodine in the water or in yeah, iodine. that's what I heard. So gets our iodine levels up. Yeah. Did you? Oh, did you have to do? Uh, I know one test they did for me where they um they made you drink like some nasty ass stuff or whatever where you had to drink it to get your where they put like so much uh, the dye in your system or whatever and that's where it kind of showed the nodule. I forgot what the test was. Nope. Uh, that was, disc- I mean, it was, and when I make you drink, it wasn't like a small little glass. 
it was like literally they they brought in like a gallon of whatever and said, yeah, drink this. Wait, like, to find where it was because they didn't know exactly where? No, it was something like uh, they knew where it was, but they had to do it. Like this was before the surgery. This was like it, it was one of the tests they had to figure out like um, if it was a hot nodule or a cold nodule. I forgot what the test was, but you had to drink like a whole bunch of I think it was like barium or something. I forgot what the hell it was. But it was just the just nasty, and you're sitting there like drinking it, like ah oh, shit. And it's, <laughs> I mean, it's like you literally had to drink like a gallon. Oh, and no, you're like, thankfully not. I mean, I think it took me like probably a good 25, 30 minutes to just drink it. And every every like five minutes, doctor, like, are you done yet? Are you done yet? Like, uh, no. <laughs> no, thankfully I did not have to do that. But um, no, it was just some nasty, nasty stuff. But, the whole uh, thing's nasty. Yeah, listen, uh, it's gonna it's gonna go fine. It's oh yeah, go fine. I'm not concerned. I'll just be happy when it's over because it's more of just a pain in the butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. That's what I see. And, um, it as. Dude, I'm gonna tell you a story that you're not gonna like, but uh, maybe they won't have you take it. But I know after mine after mine removed, um, they had to they wanted to make sure the parathyroid was okay. So they had me for about three or four days. They said, like, obviously coming out of surgery, you know, your bowels tend to shut down. So I didn't poop for probably three or four days after (laughs) surgery. But I had to take, they made me take for five days, I had to take, like, big calcium pills. Um, It was something about the parathyroid. They wanted to make sure whatever your calcium levels were up. So I, for five days, for three or four days, I didn't poop. And I was on, like large amounts of calcium pills. Can I tell you my first poop afterwards? <laughs> I'm not going to lie, dude. I I was at my mom's, like I was at my parents, like recovering or whatever from surgery. I remember getting on the toilet. <clears throat> I remember like, I thought I was pooping out a kid. <laughs> like I was, I literally like, I, I damn near passed out on the toilet. Like oh, I am shit. screaming. I just remember like, Oh my, I mean, I'm screaming at the top of my lungs where I think my mom, like my mom was like knocking on the door. Are you all right? Are you, I couldn't even answer. I was just screaming until I find like, it was the, I thought I ripped my ass. <laughs> like I swear to God, dude, I hope that does not happen to you. I mean, it was, I literally, I thought I was pooping out a human being and it ended up, it ended up only being like, it was like, (laughs) of course, every guy you look at your poop afterward, but it was like, it was only like maybe this big, like it was only, it was only like the size of a, but I mean it, oh my God, dude, it was the, it was the most painful experience. Oh, now I'm not looking forward to that. Because <laughs> they say like fun- they say like your it doesn't happen like your bowels will shut down for a little bit. They say it doesn't happen to everybody, but like I said, it was probably like three or four days till I pooped, and I was under like I had a large amount of and man, oh my god, it just hurt. It's like passing a kidney stone, but the other way, pretty much. But dude, <sighs> I. You know how women always say you'll never know the you'll never know the experience of childbirth. Well, I, I okay, it probably wasn't as painful, but that was the that was my version of childbirth right there. Oh, I hope that I'm by myself that happens. 
Oh my God, dude. I'm pretty sure my neighbors came over to check up on me for like, I mean, I was, I was screaming at the top of my lungs. I mean, you walked I, oh, in there, but you came out living with their back like hunched pretty over. Pretty much. <laughs> like somebody give me a donut. I got to sit down. I'm just going to, I'm just going to lay down. You got to turn the lights off and just so lay dude, I, I hope that doesn't happen to you. Oh, if it does happen, you will be getting a video. <laughs> you're the only one that will understand it. And here comes Matt. Ke- Matt, what's the latest? Uh, Larry, I can't talk right now. Uh, it's, uh, I'm still it's recovering. Hour 24. <laughs> hour 24 of labor. <laughs> Dude, I hope that doesn't happen to you. What is it? What is the uh, what is the drug that women get injected in their spine during childbirth? Oh, uh, I need a an epidural. Give me an epidural. Yeah. I might ask the like the nurse before I leave. Like, do you have like epidurals? Uh, yeah, I feel like if, I might if, need one later. If my poop is gonna be painful, can I? Uh, is there like something I can do to make it less painful? Eat Mexican food. It'll come out. It'll come out faster. I gotta say though, it only happened at one time. So like the next day. And I was nervous as hell because, like, the next day when I got that <laughs> next poop, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't take another one. I can't take another one. I can't do it. But thankfully, like, it was just that one poop. The rest of the poops were. And I remember being so relieved after the second one. I'm like, oh, okay, that was fine. Thank God. Oh. Like, no repeat. Okay. Well, you know, because that's all unfortunate because it's one of my favorite things to do in the bathroom. Oh yeah. I'm my wife yells at me all the time. Like I'll take a tablet in there. I'll take the computer in there. I'll just relax. Take a blanket and a pillow. Pretty much. I mean, I'll like, I'll usually read like ESPN or read, like look at my fantasy stuff while I'm taking my morning poop. But, uh, watch a season of game of Thrones. And that's, (laughs) that's, that's one good sit right there. We've gotten into the highbrow, uh, highbrow stuff here on this podcast, which, um, uh, all right. Any more uh, before we get into our hot seat questions? And literally, that was a hot seat uh, comment there. But uh, any more announcements that you want to make there, uh, Mr. Keo? Oh, that was that was the big one. That was the that was the big doozy, I guess. <laughs> that I guess is going to be more painful than I thought. Uh, I hope not, brother. I hope not. Um, all right. Let's get into our hot seat questions. Um, after we talked about the hot seat, um, yes. let's see. All right. Question number one. Um, all right. Halloween's coming up, uh, soon best Halloween cost best and worst Halloween costume you ever dressed up as, or you ever had um, <coughs> best one was Tigger. Okay. Uh, kid. okay. I, I rocked with that. Worst was the Grim Reaper. How I'm guessing middle school, high school. Grim Reaper was middle school. Okay. And, you know, it just the mask was weird and everything else. It was just a weird costume altogether. Okay. For me, for me, best was uh, I think I was like, I don't know, six or seven. So young. Uh, apparently, I dressed up as a lady of the evening. So apparently I dressed up as a prostitute <laughs> and your parents just let you do it. Apparently, but uh, Hey, whatever. I won first place in the Halloween costume. 
contest or whatever. Uh, So that was uh, Lady of the Evening. Worst, I think, one year I did, um, I dressed like I got a gorilla mask and just dressed up as a gorilla. I had like, I didn't do the whole outfit, but I had like a black sweater, black pants. It just, it just, it just didn't work. Just came across as flow. No, I think I, that was enough. I think I was, I was either like eighth grade, ninth grade, something in there. So either like late middle, early high school. I think I was probably eighth grade. I think it was late middle school. But yeah, yeah just, just just didn't work. Um, so what do you got? Do you got one? Um, Question number two. Favorite Halloween movie. Ooh, good question. Um, favorite Halloween movie. Now, are we going like? Does it have to be like a slasher, scary movie? Nope. Nope. Hmm. I don't know. Do you got anything that might t- that might take a while? I mean, this one could double, but this one is a uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I consider a Halloween yeah. and Christmas movie. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, Classic Tim Burton. You know what? This one's gonna pop up. Um, I, I like watching it every year. Um, the Charlie Brown Christmas, or sorry, Charlie Brown, uh, the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. You know, I've never really seen any of the Charlie Brown movies. Really? Oh, I mean, I, I know Charlie the Brown movies. I remember the premise. Isn't it like Linus like in the pumpkin patch waiting? Yeah, waiting for the Great yeah. Pumpkin. Yeah, and um, that's where like he he's like, I got a rock thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's just. Like everybody's, I got a candy apple. I got a candy bar. I got a rock. <laughs> just that kid just got no breaks. Like Charlie Brown, like just everybody dumped on Charlie Brown. Like and he was everybody. bald as a kid. Yeah, he had what three strand of hair? Three strands of hair. His dog. I had more hair than himself. I mean, it was ever just. Charlie Brown, like he just man, that kid got just that kid got shit on all day. People long. hung out with him just to make him feel better. No, I think people hung out with him to make themselves feel better. Eh, true. <laughs> like at least, <laughs> all right, at least my things might be going. I might be having a bad day, but at least I'm not Charlie Brown. Now look at that kid, white and <laughs> or the black and yellow shirt. Yeah, Charlie, come here. All right. Good. I feel I feel much better about myself. Thanks. Even, even Pigpen. Pigpen is like, you've got some issues. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's a good movie. Absolutely. All right. I'll keep the the Hollywood uh, Hollywood. Uh Halloween theme going here. Favorite um favorite Halloween candy. Um don't say candy corn because candy corn is just terrible. No, I hate candy corn. Uh, it's good for about five, like five little things, and I'm like, okay, now I remember why I don't eat this year round. Something, something gummy, like or or Skittles. I like Skittles. Sour- Skittles are solid. Starburst or Skittles, one of those two. Starburst for sure. Starburst, oh, Starburst for sure. Are great. Um. Biden though is going to go three musketeers. Although any place that gave the king size candy bars are solid. Okay, um, so okay, three musketeers is good. I like Milky Ways. Milky Ways are good, but I after a while it's just like it's too much. Okay, 
All right. I gotta be. No, I gotta be in the mood. Is good. Um. Yeah, all right. So that, yeah, very true. But anywhere they gave out the king size candy bars, that's the place where you like dress up and want you like you have the when you were older you would have like the the um sheet over your head where you'd be a ghost then you'd take it off and you'd have like a mask under that so you can go to that house like three or four times or five times yep. uh-huh. not that i would not that i ever did that as a kid no of course not or the please just take one and <laughs> you yeah. take more than one <laughs> where you just take the whole basket and just dump it in take the sign too yeah all right um question four I think of another Halloween one, but you know, it's like candy movie costumes. Um, all right, favorite Halloween decoration. You know, what do you like? Like, even if you don't decorate your own house, be like, you walk around, be like, oh, that, that's cool. Like, um, well, you might know this one. Remember, uh, uh it's on uh, on Genesis, is it Genesee? No, um, yeah, Genesee going towards transit. Where there's that little house in Clarence that on the outside of their house they have the uh, the freaky clown in the um, oh yeah lawn chair Sitting like outside, that house yeah. yeah um I think anything like that is a solid but that guy keeps it up year round which is kind yeah, of creepy which is weird <laughs> but uh, time. I remember anything like that I think is cool I remember there was one house in uh, Niagara Falls as a kid. Where they would, they always had that as a decoration. But one year, um, the guy, like he, when everybody was trick or treating, he actually sat in the lawn chair. So you'd go up, like, ah, ha, ha. And next thing you know, the guy would like get up and run after you. And as a kid, like, you got, you know, yeah, pooped your pants. <laughs> Mine's a similar kind of thing, but it's like the guy that looks like he got ran over by like a car or something. So there's like oh, okay. legs sticking out from under the car and you're like, oh, like that's funny. And then all of a sudden, like you like walk over to look at it and somebody grabs your leg. Yeah. And you're just like, what the heck? And then you start kicking. Um, I'm a, I'm a fan of that. Um, yeah. I like I like the clever stuff that kind of like lures you in and then the guys are just sitting there. Yeah. It's more of just like you're it's you're you're not expecting it. That's the, right. the, the, the that's what's scaring you. The fact that you're not expecting it. That's the guy that says that's wife is like, you have to sit outside and hand out candy this year. And he's like, fine. And then he's like, I'm going to do it. And if, I was like, I'm sitting out here, but I sure as heck not giving them candy. Yep. If I'm going to, if you're going to make me do this, I'm going to have fun. Like I'm giving them heart attacks and poopy pants. All right. Question five. Um, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to end this on an easy one. Not Halloween related. Okay. Sabres make the playoffs this year. Yes or no. I know they started off 0-2. I know Devin Levi has given up eight goals in two games. But Sabres make the playoffs. Yes or no? No. No? Quick no. I I think I still think they do. I know they started off slow. I know they've got Tampa Bay tonight, um, which I think they can rebound. I think it's Tampa Bay tonight. But um I I still think they make it. I, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see it. The only way I think we don't make it is if we overestimated Levi. And, you know, the kid had a great, uh, you know, last 10 games, whatever he played last season. And we jumped on the, the bandwagon a little bit too much of the kid. He is only, what, 21 years old, 22 yeah. years old. He's young. Um, 
I think that's the only way we don't make it is if, you know, we, he doesn't live up to expectations early on. And, um, you know, we have to rely on Comrie and, and UPL again, which will be horrible. But I think, I think we make it. I think we do. I hope I'm wrong. You know, hopefully they just find a groove and the NS, the NHL season is way longer than the NFL season. So we got plenty of time. Oh, for sure. And, for sure. You know, I feel like the first couple of games necessarily wasn't Levi's fault because of all like the the figuring out of, of contracts and stuff, not people not playing. So yeah, I agree. So I mean it takes a couple games to get the tempo of what we're gonna be doing. Yeah. And I mean when your season is 82 games long, right. uh losing the first two, is it really that damaging? Now, if they lose the first 10, okay. Then we're talking about something, but uh, I think they can. Uh, I think any team can overcome a 0 2 start. I hope so. You know, I'm, I'm gonna try to pull up the game here, uh, and see how they're doing. Is yeah, I was gonna say seven. I can't remember. This might be a 7 30 start, but yeah, either seven or 7 30. Yeah, so but wanna... all right, we are gonna wrap things up there. Um, Make sure you guys check out our Facebook page, our YouTube page um, at story or stories from the sidelines and our Instagram (laughs) and make sure you guys tune in next week for another exciting episode of stories from the sidelines and go bills, go Sabres.